live from Queensland, Australia, it's... Speak away, bruv. A show where two brothers just shoot, shoot the, the breeze. breeze. My name's Bailey. And my name's Cooper. So let's speak away, y'all. Woohoo. Yeehaw. Oh my goodness, it looks like we have some returning listeners, maybe some new listeners. If you are a new listener to the show, welcome. My name's Bailey. And my name is Cooper. And uh, welcome back to Speak Away, bruv. Yep, a beautiful podcast, may I just say. Yes, our our beautiful new podcast where this week uh, we're going to be talking about an entirely different topic from last week. Last week, if you missed it, we talked about the education system. Uh, and our thoughts on the matter. Cooper's uh, beginning his transition into distance education. Uh, and so we talked a little bit about that. We talked about our goals for 2023. And we introduced our um, our kind of big segment, Tell Me Why, which is a segment where we ask questions to each other. Last week, I asked Cooper a question about vintage uh, Ford Broncos. This week, he's got a question for me. I guess we'll figure out what that is uh, a little later in this introduction. Um, so uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about sustainability, specifically sustainable transport. Now we want to do, um, kind of an ongoing series in a few of these episodes talking about sustainability and kind of different sectors, but because Cooper is our resident expert on transport, um, we thought the best place for us to start, um, kind of where our, uh, interest and our expertise lie is in transport. So that's what we're talking about today, isn't it, Cooper? Yes, and also, if you do have any recommendations about anything you want us to do, uh, please email it to us. Yeah, so our, our email will come up at the end of the show, uh, but it is podcast at hotmail.com. Don't we also even have an Instagram? We do have an Instagram. It is at speakawaybruvpodcast. So you can contact us on either of those. And again, they will be linked at the end of the episode and in the show notes. Are those our only two things? Those are our only two things. Until Elon Musk uh, loosens his grip on Twitter, I refuse to go anywhere nearer to the, to the platform. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, so that's our what you think of that segment today. We'll be talking about sustainable transport. Um, after that, Cooper will have a tell me why. Cooper, do you want to tease what today's tell me why is about? So today's tell me why is a lot more fascinating than it was last week, even though I did love last week's one. It's may or may not have something to do with a old myth. Oh, okay. And this myth is also relating to a movie. So how vague of you. I like this. Okay. We'll get back I'm to the turning into you. Goodness. I hope that's not the truth. <laughs> uh, tell me why we'll be a little later in the show, but first we've got to start with our favorite opening segment. Top of the show to you. Top of the show to you lads. Um, so this is a segment where we kind of talk about something that happened during the week or something that's happened recently. Yeah. Pretty much. We just catch up on what's been happening. In the last week. Yeah, and because we're still pretty early in 2023 and because we are pre-recording these episodes from when you were hearing them, uh, Christmas was quite recently, Cooper. Um, so I thought we could talk about our Christmas. So our Christmas in our family is a unique one. It's our grandfather's birthday on Christmas Day. So um, it's always important for us to spend that time with him and we start our day not with Christmas but with his birthday which is great for us because we get birthday ice cream cake. And then Christmas ice cream cake. And then Christmas ice cream cake. That's a new one this year, but I've got to say, was a big fan of both ice cream cakes. Yes, must say, Bailey is having a little bit of the birthday ice cream cake now. I don't know what you mean. If you hear any weird noises during this recording, it is definitely not me hogging some delightful Christmas uh no, I'm having the birthday cake, aren't I? Yeah, yes, we demolished the Christmas cake one a few days Christmas ago. Christmas cake is gone, but the, the birthday cake is still around and it's very nice. 
Um, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. So yeah, it was it was a really nice Christmas spent with family. Um, would you agree, Cooper? Yeah, because normally what we do on Christmas Day is we spend our time with our mum's side. So we have the birthday and then Christmas, and then we go to our dad's side of the family later in the afternoon. Mm. So, and this year there were less people at our dad's side because some of them were on a cruise. Yeah, there was there was a bit more. People were kind of doing things this Christmas. And that, that's something I noticed a lot of people, a lot of people traveling for Christmas, which, yeah, I mean, you know, the world's kind of opening back up again. It's great that people are traveling. We didn't. We stayed firmly at home. We hope to go traveling later in the year. Yes. Well, we are going traveling quite soon, aren't we, Cooper? Not traveling far, but in two weeks, we're actually going down to uh, Sydney. Oh, yes. Yeah. And we talked about doing a podcast on the road, which would be interesting. I don't well, know if we'll end up doing it, but... Okay. Podcast on the road is going to be very difficult. How are we going to do that? Don't know. We can't take our gear with us. We could. It's just going to require a lot of, like, we're going to need a generator in the back of the car. Maybe we'll touch on that in a later episode. Should we tell them a little bit of what we're doing? A little bit of what we're doing where? When we go down to Sydney. Like, how are we getting down there? What we're doing while we're down there? I feel like let's leave that a little bit of a mystery and let's talk about it in a future Top of the, m- top of the Show to you. Top of the Show to you. Um... So let's quickly, Cooper, what was, what was something that you got for Christmas that, that you really liked, you know, a present or or something that happened on Christmas day that you really liked? So one thing we touched on in the last episode was me and Bailey do Arakan. Bailey, can you just touch on that quickly? Uh, Arakan is a Burmese street fighting style. It's a form of martial art. Um, that we practice uh, here in Queensland. Yep. So pretty much I got a certain amount of gear. So I got uh, boxing gloves, uh, boxing pads. Is that the correct terminology? That is the correct terminology. And then I also got a um, kick shield. Yeah, so I can so kick him and not do any damage. Everyone's dream. Yes, it is the perfect situation to be able to kick somebody, but there be just, you know, a nice piece of foam uh, kind of padded um, plastic there to prevent any real damage from taking place. So, yeah, Cooper got some new um, martial arts gear. Uh, my kind of highlight for Christmas was I, I got a new laptop. I've had my laptop for a long, long, long time. Um, and I, you know, I'm working on it a lot more now in, in my job. And so I needed an update. So I got, uh, myself a new laptop for Christmas and, um, yeah, just spending time, time with family. You know, we got to spend some really good time with, um, our uncle and our grandparents on both sides. Um, it was really nice. Yeah. And also on the laptop, I've actually got his old laptop as my new school laptop. so Yes, Cooper has inherited my laptop. I've inherited a lot of his stuff over the years, so this is just one more. <laughs> and he's inherited my phone as well. I've Cooper's just recently inherited his iPhone 11. That is my first phone. Mm, yes, so Cooper's very excited to, you know, be, be texting, be doing some TikToks. Okay, we're not doing the TikToks. But I thought you were the most TikTok. I thought you're you were really offending to, me now. I thought you were going to play Fortnite on your iPhone and then do a TikTok. I'm sorry. I downloaded Fortnite on my Xbox and pretty much played it five times. And the sixth time will be on your new phone. <laughs> no. Well. I've got way too many games. I guess time will tell, audience members. We shall update you on on Cooper's TikTok handle when he uh, signs up for one right yeah. after we finish this podcast. Yeah, so it's at baileyeels.com at TikTok. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok. Um, Are you sure? I thought you were the master TikToker. You do, you're very good at those TikTok dances. The, is it the Renegade? You know I can't do the Renegade. 
no one can do the renegade. Well, obviously some people can do the renegade, otherwise it wouldn't be on TikTok. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah, this has gone off really quickly. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so that's our that's our top of the show to your ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. I I took a big mouthful of ice cream while Cooper was talking, and it oh hasn't my quite God, left funny. my mouth yet. Let me let me take a sip of water. I'll do the same. Mmm, so engaging for a full <laughs> audio uh, podcast to suddenly have a drinks break, and that's <laughs> only minute ten. We're doing yeah. so well. <laughs> you can tell we've not had any experience doing the podcast. Um. So, ladies and gentlemen, today we want to begin our talk of sustainability on this podcast. As I said, we want to kind of dedicate a few episodes to this so that we're not kind of half talking about any any one area within sustainability. So, we really wanted to start with an area of expertise for mainly one of us. It's mainly Cooper. I have no idea what you're talking about. My goodness, look at the levels just peaking all over on that on that outburst of yours. Um, we we want to begin with an area of expertise for mainly Cooper, but also kind of me, uh, which is... What? It's not your expertise. You're stealing my thing. Well, you were being all humble, so I decided to take half of the expertise. Now, because of that, you're making my voice crack. Thanks. Well, I, I will not be blamed for natural processes. <laughs> I refuse. Your voice is breaking because, you know, the birds and the bees or something. I don't know. That is true. Um, so, yeah, we're going to begin with talk of sustainability. So, Cooper, tell us about the, the broad talking points for sustainability in personal vehicles. You know, what, what are your options outside of the currently available fossil fuels, i.e. your petrol and your diesel cars? What are the options and you've kind of got a few options for us, and then you've got one that you think is the most viable. And let's let's go into a lot of depth on that one. Yeah, so if you don't know, uh, fossil fuel cars are a big problem at the moment because they emit carbon dioxide, which is... There's no other way of putting this killing the earth at the moment. So we have to eventually switch to different alternatives for fossil fuel vehicles. Now, one that I think most people know about is EVs. So EVs are pretty much cars, but they're powered by electricity, not internal combustion engines. So just to clarify, Cooper, EV stands for? Electric vehicle. Thank you. And so... Yeah, that's kind of what they are, and they're incredibly fast. Like, the latest Tesla can do 0 to 60 in 1.9 seconds. Also has an incredibly weird steering wheel. I know Bailey has some opinions on that. I do not like it. I do not like it. What is wrong with circular steering wheel? (laughs) Yeah, because it's a yoke. A yoke? I do not want yoke on my steering wheel. I want yoke in my egg. (laughs) Nowhere else. No, it's not yoke in the steering wheel. The steering wheel is a yoke. I do not care for your specificity. I only care that my yoke is in egg and my wheel is in car and on car. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, pretty much they just cut half the steering wheel off and then crack an egg onto it. That's what they do. I don't like this. I do not Neither like do this I. analogy. I would like you to move <laughs> on and talk more about other things. Yeah, so another thing with electric cars is everyone thinks they're good for the environment, which they could be, but at the moment they are not because there's a lot of energy that's get made to create the battery. So for the first up to the first 100,000 Ks, um, your car, your electric car is worse for the environment than an internal combustion engine car. And why exactly is that, Cooper? 
So it takes a lot of energy and fossil fuels to make the batteries themselves. Mm. And then also most places where you charge your EV are using fossil fuel electricity, not electricity from winds, water. Solar. Solar, yeah, solar. So, and also like every other car, they use plastic on the inside to make the interior. So once again, not very good for the environment. So electric cars are probably not the way of the future, at least for the masses. And then we get into the alternatives to EV. So EB, EV. So the first one is hybrids. So pretty much what a hybrid is, is it's a internal combustion engine car that also has an electric motor. So you've got the best of both worlds. You can run on electricity. You can also run on both or just the engine itself. So it's your choice. And they are they still have the soul of a normal car because for us petrol heads you almost connect with a car like a Lamborghini. So that's one which is not the way of the future. That's just a like almost a stepping stone. Yeah, it's a stepping stone. Now the next one is hydrogen power. Hydrogen power is pretty much taking hydrogen. So you go to a station with your hydrogen vehicle and it's a hydrogen fuel cell. So pretty much you put the hydrogen in and then that goes into a fuel cell which then converts it into electricity. So it's pretty much an electric car but instead of uh, just charging the batteries you fill it up with hydrogen which electric cars one of the big problems with them is they take what 45 minutes to charge uh i can't say i know from experience 45 minutes on like a fast charger and like if you're charging it at home it could be up to 24 hours Mm-hmm. Whereas this, you just fill it up at one of these hydrogen stations and it's filled up in two minutes. But there are literally none anywhere. So, and no one makes these hydrogen cars. So that is not really viable. Now, another one is ethanol based fuels. So that's pretty much where you take ethanol and then combine it with you your fuels so for example e10 is 10 percent ethanol 90 percent regular fuel e85 is 85 percent ethanol 15 percent fuel so it's kind of a mix and it's not really that much better but it's a little bit better than Irregular fuels. Is it possible to have an E100, a fuel that is 100% ethanol based? I don't think so. Okay. I'm not a scientist, so I don't know. But I do not think so. It sounds impossible. Shall we consult our friendly neighborhood Google? Sure. What are we looking at on Google? Wikipedia? 100% ethanol fuel. Bad for cold starting. Oh, do you know Pure what that is? Pure ethanol would be useless as a fuel in the winter months. So it's not as good. It doesn't burn as quickly. Yes. So if you don't know what cold starting is, that's pretty much after like three hours, your engine is cold. So it's like for a loud car, it's going to be even louder than normal. And it's going to, you're going to see some smoke out the back of the vehicle or just steam. Mm-hmm. That sort of stuff. And so ethanol, because it's cold, it would be struggle. It'd struggle a lot more in the colder months. So that is out. That's out. So so then we get, after we've kind of eliminated all of these, as they're, they're not 
the worst options. They're some of them are better than fossil fuels. Some of them are kind of equivalent, but have some good, some better benefits as opposed to the drawbacks. But then we get to, you know, the the kind of pièce de résistance, as Cooper would call it, if he were French. Pièce de résistance. There's Cooper if he were French. Um, so then we have synthetic fuels. So Cooper, tell us what an, a synthetic fuel is. So a synthetic fuel is fuel that is made out of either carbon dioxide taken that's already in the air and hydrogen from water and mix it together or plant and animal matter. And what this does is it they make it into a fuel which then you put in the car and me and Bailey have had discussions about this recently it runs exactly, it runs, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You use it in a regular car, so a... So basically, if you have a car at home currently that runs off petrol or diesel, synthetic fuel would theoretically be able to power that car without any changes to your car's fuel manifold, any changes to the internal infrastructures, synthetic fuel works the same kind of way that um, standard petroleum and diesel fuels work. Yep, you just pop it into the tank and it runs exactly the same and it's actually a lot more beneficial because if you make it using green fuel sources or just like you don't burn it, it's completely carbon neutral. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no emissions are changing, which is good because currently we're just increasing. So the best thing to do is just because you can't really get rid of it, at least without struggle, to just keep it where it is. Yeah. So what we're talking about for transport particularly is there are ways in other sectors like agriculture that we'll talk about in a later episode to start um, lowering carbon emissions in the air. Presently, there is not a viable way in the transport sector to um, reduce emissions rather that are currently in the air or in the soil or in the sea. So what we're talking about is lowering the carbon output and making them 100% carbon neutral, which synthetic fuel does. Now, of course, with any new technology, which synthetic fuels are relatively new, there's a drawback. The drawback with this, predictably, is the price point. So uh, based on our research that we did before we started filming this episode, it costs somewhere between $4.50 and $7.50 Australian dollars to produce um, synthetic fuels. Now, obviously, they're not going to be sold at cost. If they were to be sold, they would be sold with a markup to generate profit. That price would sit somewhere between 10 to 15 Australian dollars, which in the current economy with the current exchange rate equates to roughly 6 to 10 US dollars. Um, so... You know, we talk about fuel prices being high at the moment, and they are very high. They're not that high. You know, yeah. that that presents a massive financial barrier to all consumers, I would argue. But as with all things, you know, technology and new technologies and new innovations, as they become more widespread, become more easily manufactured and therefore sold... Uh, produced at a lower cost and therefore able to be sold at a higher cost, at a lower cost, sorry. So if we start genuinely exploring synthetic fuels, it is 100% likely that we would be able to reduce the cost of manufacture, which would therefore allow us to reduce the cost on consumers and have a 100% carbon neutral fuel source that works with pre-existing vehicles that are currently in circulation. Yeah, so one thing that Bailey hasn't touched on is with the 6 to 10 in US, 
don't forget that US doesn't use litres, they use gallons. So it would actually be probably more expensive in the US. Yeah, that's that's a very good point, Cooper. So so our data was in litres, so you would be looking at, at a measurement more in, in the gallons, which would adjust those figures accordingly. If you're a US viewer. And also, one thing that I was listening to on a, another podcast recently mm-hmm. was that, and this is actually a very good point, what's going to happen with all the current fuel stations just around the globe, like Shell or BP? Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to phase out and start selling these synthetic fuels? Or because the companies won't sell them to Shell and BP and other places, are they just going to become new why wouldn't Why wouldn't synthetic fuels be sold through the pre-existing chains of, you know, your shells. BP is probably one unfamiliar to our um, Ameri- our international viewers. but They're in international countries like the UK. Oh, are they? Not in America. But oh, okay. I know in the UK they have BPs. Right, okay. It's just really Caltex down here and technically Ampol now too. Yeah. So, so why would synthetic fuels not be sold through... The, the pre-existing infrastructure we have now for fuel stations? Well, that is a good question. I don't know the answer to that because, you know, maybe the people that are going to make it, because there are a few companies that are doing it, maybe they won't want to sell them to these people. Maybe they want to start their own, like, fuel stations. I mean, it's an interesting hypothetical I think that if you're in the business of manufacturing fuels, trying to split your resources as a company to also include distribution is inadvisable. That's just my take on it. I may be missing something key in that process, but it it would be my thought that in, in an ideal world, we would be maintaining the shell and bp infrastructure for example same fuel stations same setup that they have going and just taking you know instead of filling their tanks that you know go into the pumps with petrol and diesel you're instead filling them with synthetic fuel yeah because there are such things as e-diesel now and petrol and all that because that's what synthetic fuels are Mm. another thing that we didn't touch on in the pros to synthetic fuel is you can run it in any petrol car no matter how old or how new right you could even mix it with regular fossil fuels yeah so so that kind of um goes with our point of not um you know Synthetic fuel represents a really great option for 100% carbon neutral because it doesn't require a complete system overhaul. It can be, you know, if we were able to make synthetic fuels viable and financially viable, you know, if the price were to drop, you know, a a method were to be found today that created um, synthetic fuels cheaper than it currently is, then we could easily roll roll this technology out and it could be viable with all the infrastructure that we currently have. I have just had a thought. So in the short term, while synthetic fuels are cheap, not cheap, expensive, and their prices are going to start coming down, because we can mix them with regular fuels, technically, wouldn't that lower the cost because we're using less synthetic fuels? I mean that's possible but it's it's less about the volume that we're producing it's the the systems that are used to manufacture it you know if your components are costing a certain amount of money needing less of those components cuz like at the end of the day the the prices that we have here are measuring how much it costs to make a liter if you only need you know, 
90 liters as opposed to 100, it's not going to change the price of one liter. It's just going to mean that you need 10 less liters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming closer to your mic to make that to make that statement. I was relaxing. Yeah, Cooper, Cooper when he's not on mic, uh, actually just gets into bed. He's, don't get into he's bed. He's rolled his bed into our podcast room, into our little room, and he just lies down and puts his head on the pillow. No, no, I'm not having that. We are in my office currently. So when I am not talking on the mic, I sit sit back in my chair. Yes, he sits back in his lovely appointed leather chair while I sit on a, a wooden stool in the centre of the room. You're not on a wooden stool. Well, guess what? The audience will not know. I'm going to take a photo of it and upload it to our Instagram. Haha, uh-huh, you don't have control over our Instagram. Or I'll steal your phone. It's right here on the t- counter. Oh, no, it is. It is within easy reach. Let me just move it over to the other side of the of the table. Go back to sleep, child, while I talk. No, no, I'm going to keep talking now. <laughs> oh, no. What have I done, listeners? What have I done? Declan's um, giving you the evil eye now from behind. Oh, no. Our, our dreaded brother director, Declan. He's holding 49 of his fingers up. That means... For those of you who missed our last episode, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned him until until now. He has been staring at us this whole time. Our uh, middle brother, Declan, who is, was born between Cooper and I, he is our director for this show. He's a silent director. He's a, a man of few words and a man of international mystery. And uh, he's currently uh, telling me to keep going uh, and to cut Cooper out of this conversation. Because no, we're, no. <laughs> we're no longer talking about personal vehicles. We are going... Sorry, I thought someone opened the door then. <laughs> Got a little surprised. Um, we're going to be talking about ride sharing. This is your area of expertise, I believe. It is my area of expertise because I go out wow. on nights out and need Ubers to get back to my living. Yep, that's because he has way too much alcohol. Wow. Some real judgment coming from <laughs> the other side of the table here. Well, you've been judging me this whole time, so now it's my payback. Right. I see. Well, just know that I'll remember this. You say that all the time. It doesn't scare me. Oh, remember, boy. Was that sorry even proper English? <laughs> sorry if anyone was, you know, driving and that scared them. Uh, next time I will try and give warning of the <laughs> demon voice. Um, so... In the current model for ride sharing, you have uh, your taxis, which are a more kind of um, antiquated uh, institution. You know, they're a bit more um, classic, as it were. I know a lot of, you know, people over a certain age will hate the term, hate the way that I've just used antiquated to describe taxis. But, you know, what can I say? Um so you have taxis as one option, and then you have, of course, your Uber, uh, Didi, Ola, all of, uh, what's the one they use in the States? Lyft, that's it. No, that's not Lyft, is it? Yeah, they use Lyft in the United States. It's another... Is it? Yes. Can I just say, the best form of taxi or anything, do you want to know what it is? Tell me. London Black cla- Cab. Oh. You want to be a London cabbie? I'm sorry, they're the best. I'm sorry if that triggers you, but they're just the best. And actually, the new London taxis have gone EV now. They have gone EV. How do you know that? Can you can you Londoners tell that this little tyke has never been in a London taxi? He's never had to sit amongst the filth. What? What do you mean, sit amongst the filth? They're the sit best. Sit amongst the filth. You can just... They have to map it out the roots in their head. So you can just hear their brains ticking in. Go left down here. Go right. It's, I don't know, it's just fascinating. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was a slight detour into London taxis. Now we're going into New York taxis. No, just kidding. 
Terrible. I'm walking here. <laughs> Terrible. Have you get to. run over by them every day. Every time I hear New York Taxi, I have to quote the amazing uh, Dustin Hoffman quote from Midnight Cowboy. I'm walking here. Um, New York's crazy city for driving. It is. I've seen like 10 people get hit by cars in New York in the last week. Ironic given that we haven't been to New York in the last week. No. On YouTube, bruv. Why Why are you watching videos of people getting taken down by cars <laughs> on YouTube? Because it pops up in my feed. You sick freak. <laughs> it pops up in my feed. You weirdo. It pops up in my feed. What other videos are you watching that that <laughs> filth pops up? You, you belong on the floor of a London taxi, you <laughs> filth. I'm sorry, did you say what other videos was I watching? I don't want to know. So what? I'm not watching bad videos. So all of those, you know, your taxis, Ubers. your Ubers, your uh, Lyfts, your Olas, your DDs, they all create the current model for ride sharing. Now, the benefit of that is that it provides alternative um, transport options for people who, you know, in some areas, I know, for example, here on the Gold Coast, we don't have a lot of options for... Um, public transport those are emerging uh, as the days and weeks go on but you know um at the moment to get around most parts of the gold coast you need to be utilizing these services the pitfalls of these services are that you know uh there are people on the end and the problem with having people on the end is that you know a lot of people particularly using those using uber as a side hustle are just trying to maximize their um, gains, which is understandable for them, but it's to the detriment of the consumer because if you have quite a short trip or your trip's not going to cost a lot of money, you might be overlooked, you might be passed over uh, in favor of someone who's going a little further. I know that happened to me recently. I was up in Brisbane in Fortitude Valley and I needed to get back to South Bank. Um, couldn't get on a train just because the trains only run like once every kind of half hour. Um, and I just wanted to get home. So uh, we got an Uber and uh, that Uber driver charged us $50 for a 11 minute journey. Oh my God, what a rip off. Yeah. So for our American listeners, it's probably somewhere in the vicinity of like a forty, uh, a $30 Uber ride for like 10 minutes, which maybe in LA, that's more of a common thing. But here... It probably is. I, I mapped it out the next morning and it was about a $12 Uber, which is why the guy had charged us so much more money because at the end of the day, he's out to make money and that's fair enough. But that then comes a detriment to the consumer and it becomes a detriment to other drivers because, you know, I haven't used Uber since. I've gone back over to Ola. Understandable. I don't want to be dealing with the Uber drivers. Um, yeah. And for everyone in Britain, the amount of money he was charged is a good old fiver in your terms. <laughs> a good old fiver. Go far. Go down and buy some fish and chips, love. <laughs> um, it's probably more like a tenner. <laughs> probably more like a tenner. Um, the last thing that we're going to talk about in this um, this middle segment, this uh, watch a thing about that. Here we go. Um, is public transport now? Um, I don't have a lot to say on the matter. Um, we might come back to it in future episodes. <laughs> I only have two uh, examples rather than, you know, speculative, like what we've talked about with other things. I have two examples that are kind of showing um, a way forward. So if I pull them up now for Cooper to see. Um, so we just before we watched, uh, before we filmed this very podcast, we were watching a documentary called 2040 by local filmmaker Damon Gamiao, who also did that sugar film. Damon, if you are listening, we would love for you to be on this podcast um, to help us with our sustainability series. We really love your message about sustainability and how it's very reachable and very um, 
understandable by everybody. You know, the way that you put it is, is really great. We love it. But in that film, uh, Damon talks about um, Sweden's capital of Stockholm and how they are adopting a system for their public transport where they are utilizing biodiesel in their buses. So what happens in Stockholm is you have these um, like waste chutes where you put in your bio, um, your biodegradables, you know, your kind of not just compost material, but anything that's biodegradable, uh, anything that can be generated into biofuel. And you put that in this chute, it goes down, it's all kind of mashed up and it's collected by a specific um, collection service and they then manufacture that into biofuel that's then um, pumped through their buses and that's what runs their public transport network. Yeah, this actually reminds me of something I've seen recently. You know the Amazon delivery vans? Yes. So if you pull up a picture recently, they have turn into electric vans. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen those. So they're pretty much brand new. If you just check it. So there it is. Okay, let's look at this. Oh, okay. So pretty much what this is, if you also go to an interior view, it's even got an Amazon steering wheel. At least it is proper steering wheel and not egg yolk. Well, it kind of looks like there's an egg yolk in the middle. How dare you? That is proper steering steering wheel. I mean, it is proper steering wheel, but there does look like it's an egg yolk shape in the middle where it says Amazon. I disagree. Yeah, so um, this is, if you don't know, there's a new company called Rivian that's making the Rivian R1T truck and r1ts suv and this van is powered by rivian it's it's almost like a luxury delivery vehicle it's got all these luxury items it's even got an electric door to get into the back mm. from the cockpit very fancy okay so that's that's how amazon are contributing and speaking of electric um i was looking at um trains just before we started the podcast and examples of solar powered trains and i actually found one not too far from where we are uh there is a train in byron bay which is over the border into new south wales um and they have recycled a diesel locomotive and turned it into a solar powered train now it's not you know a long distance train it's really only for byron bay and a few of the small uh townships that are nearby but it runs kind of four or five times a day and it runs entirely on solar power it's been running since 2018 january 2018 which means it's been running for five years this month so um it runs for about three kilometers around the kind of touristy parts of byron bay um so i mean it's it's a step it's not by no means is it kind of indicative of, of a massive shift in how we do things, but I think it's a really interesting step and a really interesting kind of marker of, of where we're at. Yeah, and if you actually go back to this picture right here, that train, it must be like a really old train. Yeah, well, it's a diesel locomotive that, that was, um, if you guys search up Byron Bay uh, solar-powered train, You'll, you'll see it. It's kind of an old diesel locomotive um, uh, chassis and everything. But yeah, it's they. it was sitting for 20 years abandoned and they converted wow. it into a solar-powered train. You know what that makes me think of? What's that? You know the park Dreamworld? Yes, I do. Dreamworld's a theme park that's um, here on the Gold Coast. So pretty much it reminds me, you know how you've got the train track that goes all the way around? Yes. So in one of the areas between the stations, it's like this big abandoned area pretty much that goes like around towards the front bit. 
yep. where the car park is. And I don't know whether you've ever noticed, whenever we go there, I always look. There's this big old shed with these abandoned trains in it. Mm. I don't know whether they were ex Dreamworld trains, but I think they are. I think they're retired trains that used to be in service. But how long has Dreamworld been open? There's a lot of trains there. Uh let's let's check that. I think it's it's an, a long time now. Opened nineteen eighty one. Wow, that's they've got like three or four trains there. Forty two years. That actually makes me wonder. Where do they keep the current train when? I think in that same depot, just out the front. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's I fascinating. So. They used to have a volcano, didn't they? I can't remember. They I did. They did. But Dreamworld's changed a lot in the years. It has. It has. Do Google a picture of it. It's. I mean, you know, it's no American theme park, but. Yeah, they, the Big Brother's house used to be there. That burnt down. It did. It actually burnt down the day we were there. Yeah, a few hours after we were there one well, day. Do you know, it's actually quite ironic. As we were leaving, we were walking away from the Tower of Terror and I just saw smoke. Mm. The, the Tower air. of Terror is a drop ride. Oh my God, it's terrifying. It's shut now, I'm pretty sure. I have no idea. I haven't been there in insert amount of years here. I... I think because there's two rides on the tower, I mm. think one of them shut. Right, okay. They shut down my favourite ride. The the buggies? No. It was the log ride. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the buggies. I prefer the log ride. The log ride was just fun. Yeah, kind of. It's like um, <coughs> Big Thunder Mountain in the US. No idea what no. that is. I think it's like Big Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain's a splash ride, I'm pretty sure. US viewers, tell us. Um, but uh, that's pretty much our chat on sustainable transport for today. Lots of sidetracks in this episode. Lots of sidetracks, lots of talking. Um, and more talking to come because, Cooper, you have a question for me. Yes, this is now. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but heartache. Don't do that. We're going to get copyrighted. I don't know if we will on Spotify, but maybe. But tell me why, Cooper. Tell me why. So, my tell me why for you today is in the real life myths, things are different to the Marvel movies. Why is this? Okay, so so to contextualise this question, Cooper's been watching some of the Thor movies recently. And um, I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. Um, and so Cooper one day walked in and saw Thor on the screen. Oh, now, Did I? Yeah. I think you, you? Were just, No, I didn't see Thor. Oh, you didn't see Thor. You were okay. just telling me about it. I was telling you about Thor. So for those of you who have played God of War Ragnarok and, and or seen the Marvel movies. So in the Marvel movies, Thor is played by Chris Hemsworth, who is obviously a real life god. He has his, you know, chiseled physique. He's insanely fit. Uh, in the mythology, Thor is uh, has got a big gut. He's got not, you know, Chris Hemsworth's shiny blonde hair. He's got this kind of raggedy orange hair, this big orange beard. Oh. And he's wields his hammer, Mjolnir, which is... There is a kind of element of Thor being worthy to wield his hammer, but really the reason he can lift his hammer and no one else can is because he is stronger than any other people because he is half giant. Okay. Now, what he looks like in God of War Ragnarok, is it almost kind of similar to what he looked like in Endgame? Remember what he looked like in Endgame? No. When he put on all that weight? No. In, well, God, that of War was Rag- fake, in God of War Ragnarok, he's even bigger. Oh, you're going to have to show me a photo after the recording. I'll show you a photo now while we're in the recording. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's big boy. He looks like you. Just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, so so Thor in the comics. No, come back. Uh, so, sorry. Well, there's a... Uh, a comparison, yeah. Between the two, yeah. Big so you've difference. got you've got the long red scraggly hair, and then you've got the nice blonde hair with the kind of manicured facial hair. Um, 
But yeah, the myths are quite different from the the Marvel comics, which then, of course, inspired the Marvel movies. I I won't go insanely into it because we've gone massively over time as it is. There's one big thing that you haven't mentioned. What? So in Marvel, Thor is son of Odin, and he's also brothers to Loki. This isn't real life, is it? Well, yes. So in the mythology, in Norse mythology, which is the mythology developed by um, the Viking people of Scandinavia, Norway, and Denmark, in roughly kind of uh, 600 to about 900 AD, give or take. Um, that's just off the top of my head. Those are the main kind of periods when most of the Norse myths that have come through the ages to us kind of originate the prose Edda, stories like that. In those myths, um, for one, Thor is son of Odin, but in the movies, he is son of Odin and a goddess named Frigg or Frigga. In in the movies, uh, in the myths, sorry, he is not. He's a son of Odin and a giantess. And the giants are called the Jotun. Um, and Loki is a Jotun. Now, he is at no point a brother of Thor. He was not adopted by Odin or anything like that. But... Odin and Loki are blood brothers. So they have this long-standing relationship, but it's later discovered that um, at Ragnarok, which is kind of judgment day for the Norse people, it's the, the end of their world. Um, at Ragnarok, um, uh, Loki will be responsible for Odin's death. Um Oh, because Odin dies. Yeah, Lo Odin dies, Loki dies. Uh, the world's, you won't know the world serpent. Um, a lot of the gods die in, at Ragnarok. So It's Thor quite ironic because in the Thor film Ragnarok, Odin dies. Loki dies just after Ragnarok. Yes. And Ragnarok, the whole reason why they called that is because Hela, the goddess of, what is it? The goddess of death. Is she real life? Or she in the myths? is in the myths Hell, not Hella, Hell is a daughter of Loki. Daughter of Loki? Yeah, so Loki has three children and they all have a role to play in Ragnarok. So you've got Hell, who is the goddess of death and the underworld. You have his son Fenrir, the wolf, who um, at Ragnarok will put his the bottom of his mouth on the ground and the top of his mouth in the sky and he will eat everything between and he will also uh, swallow Odin whole and that's how Odin dies. He dies fighting Fenrir. And then you have um, Loki will fight with Heimdaller or Heimdall who is in the Marvel movies played by Idris Elba. Uh, the two of them will fight and they will kill each other and then Thor will fight Loki's last child um, by his um, giant wife, Angry Boda. Um, his last child is Jormungandr, who is uh, the world serpent, who is a snake so large that it can circle itself around the world multiple times. And it's represented by the Uruburus, which is a symbol of a snake eating its own tail because Jormungandr is so big that it circles the world multiple times and has its tail in its mouth. Wow, that was perfectly not confusing. Oh, I haven't even gone into some of the stuff. Like, there's a story where Thor dresses, uh, loses his hammer and uh, has to dress up as a woman. There's a story where um, Thor goes fishing um, for Jormungandr, the world serpent. Um, so he goes, he tricks this um, fisherman into thinking that he's a child. Um, there's another story where Thor can't lift the paw of a cat. Um, for a very specific reason. Um, mythology in general, I love mythology. Mythology is one of my favorite areas of study because it is so fascinating. Like, Cooper, is his mind is blown, and that's Norse mythology. Norse mythology is pretty pedestrian. Greek mythology, 
is a whole other world, and then Egyptian mythology is even more confusing. Oh my god! Um, and then you have you know your Chinese myths and your um Japanese and your Hindu, which are all varying degrees of insane. Um, but it's all people trying to make sense of the world, and and it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful area of study, and. Uh, I will definitely take the opportunity on this podcast to talk more about mythology at a later point. But Cooper, do you think I've satisfactorily answered your question? I think you've gone very deep into it. I really haven't. I really could have talked so much more. I've I've not even covered, you know, uh, Odin's uh, eight-legged... Actually, I, I lie. O- Loki had another child um, that is Slepnir the eight-legged horse. Um, I also haven't covered um, when Thor's wife lost all of her hair. Um, There's also... What's Thor's wife's name? Thor's wife's name is uh, Sif, who is in the the Marvel movies. Isn't she Thor's mother in the movies? No, that's Frigga. Um, Sif is the one who fights with Thor and the Brothers Three. Okay. You know how there's Thor and his three male buddies and then there's his female friend who Oh that's oh that's her. She that's died Sith. in Love and Thunder, didn't she? No. I thought No, are you sure? No, she didn't die. What happened? Well, we don't want to spoil that here on this podcast. But she didn't die. I don't remember. But um so Thor's wife isn't Jane Foster? No. Thor's wife isn't Jane Foster. Okay. And uh, is, like, the Valhalla's real? Like, yeah. you know, so Valkyrie or the Valkyries? The Valkyries are I, real. They I got confused because the they're both Aston Martins as well, so. <laughs> the Valkyries are real. Uh, they are the choosers of the slain. Um, so they carry those who have um, earned a, a, a glorious death in combat, they carry them to the halls of Valhalla where they, where they become the Einherjar. See Valhalla! Yeah, so those who uh, earn Valhalla become the Einherjar and at Ragnarok, um, when Loki and Hel unleash their undead army on the world, the Einherjar will be uh, led out of Asgard, uh, out of Valhalla rather, and will descend back to the earth and will fight with the undead. So they're not the warriors like they were in Thor? No. So there's... What's her name in the Thor films, by the way? The Valkyrie? Valkyrie. Oh, her name's Valkyrie. Is she in there or is it just all the Valkyries? There's a lot of Valkyries. There's okay. Sigrun and... Um, uh, oh, I forget the other ones. Sigrun's the main one. She's the Valkyrie queen. I have stunned Cooper into silence, something I thought impossible. Well, while he recovers, oh no, he's fallen asleep in his bed again. Oh, what were you talking about? It's okay. I'll just, I'll, once, once we turn the mics off, I'll just keep talking about mythology with myself for the next little bit. But ladies and gentlemen, ladies, it's okay. You'll be asleep. You, (laughs) it'll be, it'll be your sleep story for this evening is is me talking about my mythology. Okay. I'm going to go have another coffee now. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us for another episode of the show. We hope you enjoyed our topics of conversation next week. What are we talking about next week, Cooper? Let's I don't know. Do you really want to spoil it? Do we want to spoil it? Uh, should we give them a hint? Next week. Uh, let's just say it. Next week, we're going to be talking about content creation. So we're going to be talking about YouTubers. We're going to be talking about TikTok, Ugh. Instagram, and influencer culture in general. You know, it's a big thing for people our age. And um, it's it's something of interest. Specifically my age. Specifically Cooper's age, apparently. I really... Is the TikTok section literally just going to be us ranting for 20 minutes? Maybe. Maybe that'll be entertaining. Um, I mean, but it we'll probably see. will. Yes, we'll see you next time, everybody. Um, but Cooper, we have one more thing left to do. Oh, no. So last week we started a little trend where at the end of every episode we do a farewell in a different accent. So last week, Cooper told me to do an accent. This week, I'm telling you to do an accent. This is going to be fun and cringy. And I'm going to say, 
because I did it earlier in the in the podcast. I'm going to say, do your Russian accent, boy. This is the exact accent I picked you for. <laughs> I, I wanted like a French accent, not I a Russian accent. I know your weakness, boy. Give me your Russian accent. What, so you just want a farewell? Yeah, say goodbye to the people. Okay, so, no. We will see you next time. Please go check out our Instagram and please email us at I don't even know the email. You'll see it. It's okay. We'll, we have our separate little outro that we do. This is just our fun little outro. So, please, as YouTubers say, like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Good night. The people of my generation, does he not sound like FPS Russia when he does that <laughs> accent? What does that mean? I'll explain it what to you later, young blood. Mean? For now, goodbye. What did you just call me? <laughs> You're still here? It's over. Oh, the shout-out segment. Thanks for the reminder. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. We would really appreciate it if you follow the podcast as we grow. We are going to try to post a new episode every week as we're getting started. If you want to follow our socials, you can find us on Instagram at Podcasts. If you want to get into contact, if you want to get in contact with us, you can either DM us on Instagram or email us at speedawaybrovpodcast at hotmail.com. We want to hear you. Speed away, bruvs. Talk at you soon, listeners.